So some environments have to be switched. So you're like, how do I protect that? Sometimes the things we say to yourselves is hurting us more than anything else. So we got to protect our mental environment from our own thoughts. So we're like, whoa, how do I protect my mental environment from my thoughts? What, what do I need to do? I thought my thoughts is what needs to get me out of uh, my mental anguish. Well, actually, I can tell you that most likely than not, the 40,000 repeated thoughts that you're having every day is probably the root of the problem. So you probably need to stop thinking more than you need to start thinking more out of your problems. So the problem is, it's not that we have, we're not thinking enough to get out of a problem, it's that we're thinking ourselves into a problem. We're actually overthinking instead of thinking it over. So sometimes you gotta let things go over your head so you can think over so you don't overthink, right? Sometimes you gotta let Hello, powerful people. My name is Edouard Gilles, personal development speaker and talk show host. And I wanna welcome you to this holistic experience called Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation. This podcast is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a great mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, and an in-tune spirit? Well, join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. If you want a podcast that you can relate to, a podcast that will motivate and inspire you, all while educating you on ways to personally develop and grow as a being, Ed Talks Daily is for you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of a review. Or tune in live every Monday at 12 p.m. by visiting FAURradio.com. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Is the Holistic Motivator here for another personal development session is this it to life you know like is it do i just wake up every week and repeat the cycle and then i have a holiday and then i repeat the cycle is there more to life so the reason why a lot of people do catch heart attacks on monday mornings is because uh, they they're dealing with too much anguish regret and anxiety all at once and it just hits them that day so what if every Monday felt like that, even though we don't get a heart attack, but we get a little heart palpitation, you know? Um, you, you ever had a feeling where you felt like you were having a heart attack, but you wasn't really having a heart attack, but you felt your heart running really, really fast, and you probably had a shortness of breath or something like that? That is because those are the signs and symptoms of stress. Those are the signs of your sympathetic nervous system getting rattled up and your amygdala brain um, getting you ready to, to run in flight. So your body produces like cortisol when you're stressed out. And that's there to actually balance your system out. So what happens is the goal is if we get anxious and we just get on a psychological stress simply because we don't know what our purpose is we can be more happy by just creating a purpose for our lives so the thing is we all have under there's like a layer right this is basically everyone's purpose is to serve 
right? So it's it's really basic. Serve and protect is not really shouldn't be the police slogan, but it should be the life slogan. The police doesn't really serve or protect. But I believe that we are the true servants and protectors of our society. And what I mean by that is, I'm not saying when you serve, you think I'm a waitress at a restaurant and I give food to people so I can get paid. No, 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 no. When you serve, you give food to people so that they can be nourished, right? So there's a difference between being a waiter and a server, right? So a waiter at a restaurant is, I'm literally just doing my job to make sure that these people get their food because if I don't, the restaurant won't pay me. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, that is job description. But a purposeful waiter is somebody that says, everybody that comes to this restaurant, I wanna make sure that they left having a eating experience. I wanna make sure that they leave nourishing their bodies. You know, that type of server, a true server, thinks about what do this person get when they leave, right? So I believe that purpose is about being a server in, in life. It's about finding out what are you going to provide in the form of, like, what are your skill sets, your talents, your abilities, the things that come naturally to you, what are you going to provide to the world, serve it like on a plate, not for the just for you to get a profit back, but what are you gonna serve because it's in your nature? So I think that's where we need to start from is where are, what, what is gonna be our point of service? That's question number one. From question number one, we will then be able to be more, I'd say, from question number one, when we could figure out what to do, right? If we have to like, have that underlying principle of life is about serving and protecting you know protecting those you love and serving those you love protecting those you don't even romantically love or have brotherly or sisterly love with but just loving them because they're another human or, or serving other people just for that purpose uh so we have to start from that point and you know some people may say like what is the point of that well, the point of that is pretty simple. The point of life isn't for everybody to just get theirs, you know. If we think like that, then we're in a, um, we live in a mentality like, I got to get my mentality rather than how do we all share this experience, right? So the title of this podcast specifically is literally living a purposeful life and not living a life without purpose, and the reason why I entitled it Living a Purposeful Life is because I realized that we all live our lives, you know? We don't need anybody to tell us how to live our lives because we're all gonna live it how we want to anyways. The question is, are we living our lives with purpose on purpose? So we're all living our lives and we don't necessarily need people to tell us how to live our lives or what to do with our lives. But the question is, are we living our lives with purpose, right? Are we living our lives with purpose? Okay, so if you wake up in the morning and we wanna start with intentions for your days, like how are your days looking like? Do they just go about, you just go through them, you just roll through them, or do they have some sort of purpose? 
is there some sort of structure is there something you want to get done at the end of the day because what's that that's gonna allow you to see really where you're at okay so if you don't know where you're at you don't know how to craft where you want to go because what happened is you have to be able to see what you're doing on the daily so today when I woke up I was like all right I don't necessarily like the productivity of my previous days as like for instance last week or this week so I'm like okay what am I gonna do today to ensure that today's gonna be a little bit more productive uh, one of my friends said I'm just going about the day and I don't have a schedule so that got me thinking I was like oh okay boom so there it is maybe what I need to do is maybe I just need to come up with a schedule like maybe I just need to come up with a specific specific things that I'm going to do today and allocate those things to specific time slots so that they can actually get done and what I discovered is unless you literally intentionally set out your life or set out your day it literally gets set automatically without your doing so it's very important at some point to decide that you know what I'm not going to just let my day be set automatically without my doing that I'm going to take an initiative right I'm going to initiate an action I'm going to initiate a schedule I'm going to initiate something so that way I can literally um, not just be a wandering generality and be a meaningful specific and what that mean is I'm not just going to go wander around but I'm going to specify where I want to go, right? I'm going to choose, right? I'm going to dictate. I'm going to determine. I'm going to choose. So we have to really literally start from that. Like, I'm not going to just go through the day. You know, that's a conscious choice. It's a conscious decision. And conscious choices are, are, are nice in theory, right? They're cool in theory. But in actuality unless those conscious choices are acted upon with action then those choices and those decisions really mean jack diddly squat so it comes with accountability so right living your day with purpose is accountability and intention right so you're not just going to say i'm going to get out sketch out the schedule but you say i'm going to live out the schedule as well so you got to have a live out plan just as much as you have a sketch out plan and what that means is you can draw it on the board, but how are you going to turn that board into a real life action, right? You can put it on the board, but how are you going to turn the board into things you're going to do? So I have a journal that I utilize um, to section out my day, right? And I found journals to be very useful um, in and literally getting more control because what it does is it allows you to put everything in a spot right it puts everything right in your face so you can't really go and say all right um, that that you didn't see it right if you wrote something down and it's right there if you have the nerve like the nerve to say oh I didn't I didn't know about it then you know you can hold yourself accountable because you can obviously see it so a day with purpose is a day with intention and also a day with accountability. So remember these two A's, attention, accountability, and action. 
So first, you want to have your right intention. You want to set out what you want to do. That's a schedule. That's a plan. That's a plan of action, right? Plan of action, right? When you then say, I'm going to keep myself accountable, this is actually part of the action, okay? So accountability is not necessarily just something that you do to see, to, to bash yourself. Accountability is actually something that you, a rubric you set to ensure that you're living up to your word. That's why I said self-trust and self-dependability is based upon how much times you do what you say you were going to do. So that's why I have a ratio in my journal. It's literally called the um, the ratio of what I said I was going to do versus what I actually do. So it's literally a number of all the things I said I was going to do as the uh, denominator and a number of all the things I actually did as a numerator. You know the top number basically i divide that and then i say how many things did i say i was going to do and i didn't do what's the percentage and sometimes i found that my um my my that percentage which i forgot what the rate is is usually about between 30 to 50 percent so i say if about 30 percent of the things i've said i did not do how would my life look like if i did those 30 percent and sometimes it rises up to 50% of the things I said I was going to do, I didn't do. And I was like, yo, if that number looked like 10%, how would my life look like? So I, I started to begin to imagine like all the things I could have gotten done had I stuck to my word. So not only did I imagine that, but I, I felt the pain of regret and I felt the joy of accomplishment, right? So... A lot of times we literally, we literally have to feel the pain of rejoice and we have to feel the pain of accomplishment at once. So we have to feel the pain of feeling, no, the, the pain of rejoice and the pain of regret. The reason why we got to like feel those two pains because they're like the two forces of the two forces of pain and pleasure, right? So the pain of regret of the or the or the pleasure of of the pain of regret I forgot the word or the pleasure of you actually doing it and what that's gonna actually do is it's gonna allow you to compare the two sides and when you're comparing the two sides I want you to feel how much more pleasant you are and the pleasure of actually accomplishing what you set out to be to do right so the pleasure of accomplishment or the pain of regret which one do you want do you want the pain of regret or the pleasure of accomplishment and the way you get the pleasure of accomplishment is setting an intention holding yourself accountable and then going to, through with the actions right it, it seems to be very basic but it it takes consistent uh, it takes it takes consistency right so it's literally, okay, I set one, two, three, four, five. I got them on a list. I put them on a time on my on my calendar. I say, okay, let me pull up my Google calendar, 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 3 p.m. It's on my calendar. And then now throughout the day, how do I keep myself accountable? Well, I got to keep looking at the calendar, right? So sight 
is a form of account, right? So if you look at your account, you see the balance. Are you keeping yourself accountable? Yes. Just by looking at your bank account, you're able to see how much money is going in and out, right? So when you do that, you may say, well, I'm not necessarily saving at that point. Well, when you see that you spend a lot of money, what do you feel like you should do, right? When you, you feel like, okay, I should stop spending money, right? So when you see that you're wasting a lot of time, what do you think that you're gonna actually feel like you should do? Stop wasting a lot of time, correct? So usually what happens is by seeing things, sight is accountability. So not always accountability like leads to action because accountability can lead to procrastination because you can see something, be consciously aware of it and completely do the opposite of ignore it. And you get, when you get in that loop, that's that loop of self-destructive behavior that never solves anything because sight is accountability because by seeing your account, you know how much you, you have. But knowing how much you have still needs a decision that you're not going to spend more than you have, right? But when that decision is put off for the future, that leads to you being broke. That leads to depletion. So if you put off the decision and it leads to, like, I'm going to leave that off for the future, that leads to depletion of your bank account. And then now you have nothing to be accountable for. You can't look at a blank account and say, let me guard zero, right? Guarding zero is staying at zero. And the only antidote to guard to like zero is to add money to it, is to add to the bank. So you're like, okay, how do I keep myself accountability? How do I keep myself accountable when I ain't got nothing to be accountable for? Well, now you got to start doing things so you can have things to be accountable for. You're like, okay, what do you mean? All right, so if you depleted the time on your schedule, you didn't do all the things you said you were going to do, now you feel like you got no time. Well, now you have to literally draft out and create time for the right things, right? So the best way to, to handle a, a setback is to jot out a comeback. You've heard this a thousand times. The best way to handle a setback is to focus on what are you going to do for the comeback? What is the strategy, right? A lot of times we think about the action, right? The team beats us and we're like, life, we could say life is a, is a team, right? Analogy. A team beats you and you're like, yo, I'm gonna beat them, I'm gonna beat them. But the game is in three weeks. You gotta go review the tapes, you gotta go set your plan of action, you gotta plan out so you don't do the same things wrong that you did before. So it's like the same thing if We've seen what we need to change. We don't change it. That leads to procrastination. And we're like, bro, this is a lot of procrastination here. And then you're like, okay, where do I go? Where do I go? Then you're like, okay, I'm just going to start looking at it. And I'm going to try to do something different. Never really taking the time to reflect. I'm just going to do the same thing I did. You know, that's what they call insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. I mean, why would you do the same thing without literally taking some time to reflect so that's what we got to do though because even though we discovered what our purpose is because we realized that our purpose is to serve and protect right the police got it all wrong they're not doing their job correctly they're saying that their, pur their purpose is to serve and protect but they're not serving and protecting so we're like okay our purpose is to serve and protect not just the people we love in our lives but the entire planet right not just humans but in like uh, animals, not just animals, but plants. 
So we're here to serve and we're here to protect, which means we're here to enhance the life experience of other sentient beings and sentient lives and nature, but we're also here to protect them. So we got to take that, put it in our work environment. So we got to say, all right, now this is my business and I am a business too. So I got to serve and protect others. How do I serve and protect my mental wellness, right? So we're taking that same underlying factor. That's a purpose, right? And then we're going to add that purpose to every other areas of our lives. I want you to really hear this because it's going to make a lot of sense. If you really hear it, hear it with your mind's eye, with your mind's ears. So when we're serving and protect our mental wellness, what that looks like is, okay, how can I be of service to myself? How can I enhance my life experience? Number one question, how do I enhance my life experience? What that's going to allow you to do is, it's going to give you a, a chance to be a creator so you can literally carve out and create your life. So carve out the time to create a better life experience. So that's when you're going to do things for your mental wellness. And then you're also going to be like, how can I protect my mental wellness? So how do you protect yourself? Well, some environments are very negative and they're some Debbie Downers, pessimistic souls, you know what I mean? So some environments have to be switched. So you're like, how do I protect that? Sometimes the things we say to yourselves is hurting us more than anything else. So we got to protect our mental environment from our own thoughts. So we're like, whoa, how do I protect my mental environment from my thoughts? What, what do I need to do? I thought my thoughts is what needs to get me out of uh, my mental anguish. Well, actually, I can tell you that most likely than not, the 40,000 repeated thoughts that you're having every day is probably the root of the problem. So you probably need to stop thinking more than you need to start thinking more out of your problems. So the problem is, it's not that we have, we're not thinking enough to get out of a problem, it's that we're thinking ourselves into a problem. We're actually overthinking instead of thinking it over. So sometimes you gotta let things go over your head so you can think over so you don't overthink, right? Sometimes you gotta let If you can hear my voice, you're tuning in to the Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation Podcast. And I wanna thank you for taking the initiative to grow holistically and invite you to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you. Hey, powerful people, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would like to borrow a few minutes to tell you about a very exciting project that I'm working on and really need your support. Not only have I started life coaching and health wellness coaching, I actually call it, and I invite you to get coached by me, I also launched a Patreon page. Now, Patreon is a way that you can support your favorite creators by becoming a patron. And by being a patron, you leave monetary support. It could literally be the cost of a Frappuccino from Starbucks, $5 a month, $10 a month, $20 a month. And with that contribution, you get access to a lot more exclusive content. Now, some of the content that I offer is workout videos, interviews with holistic doctors and wellness and health coaches with uh, mindset gurus and all of these extra things that you are not now getting from my podcast alone or from my show alone, as well as qigong meditative video so if you're learning about the art of qigong through this podcast and you're wondering how do i actually get started 
Patreon is actually a great page for you to get involved with that. And if you'd like to get that started, all you have to do is refer to the description of this podcast and you'll see the link. Click on it, select one of the tiers and become a patron. I really, really would love your support. I want to dedicate a lot of my time to produce you the best quality holistic health content and with your monetary support, I can really do that. And if that doesn't work out for you, you can always leave a donation via anchor.fm and that's also in the description. So thank you so much for tuning into this podcast and continue on listening on. Thank you so much. Things go over your head and then think it over so you don't overthink. What I mean by that is some things dissected at the moment that is thrown at you can be a lot of work, can be very grotesque. So sometimes you got to take it, put it in the fridge and get back to it. And then you're like, okay, now I'm going to carve out, I'm going to clean the chicken and then now I'm actually going to cook it. So you don't just get the chicken right out the supermarket and chop it all up and eat it all up, right? You don't dissect things right when you get them because sometimes you're gonna over dissect, you're gonna overthink. So give yourself some time to think it over before you overthink, so you don't overthink. And thinking it over is using your logical, right? And somebody says, my logic seems to be worse than when I'm not logical. When I'm logical, it seems as if it's worse than when I am logical. Then you're like, okay, what do you mean by it seems to be worse when I'm logical? Because my logic is based on all these different things. It's like I went out and subconsciously brought a lot of tools, right? I brought a lot of dissecting tools. They call these beliefs and ways of seeing the world perceptions. So perceptions are tools of dissection, right? I want you to write this quote down. Perceptions are tools of dissection. So you accumulate perceptions as you go through life. That's the shop of life. You shop your mentality based on the stories you walk into, right? So if you walk into different environments, that's going to be your mental ability, your mentality. So you use these tools to dissect things that come to you in situations. Books knowledge wisdom is also different tools right of dissection so when we get an idea when you get something that happens to us what we're doing is we're not necessarily letting that flow and then we're not we're not using like a um, filtration system i say when you're more when you're operating out of the spirit it's more like a filtration system it's like if dirty water and let's say your thoughts we're like dirty water, like some dirty thoughts that are um, not necessarily whatever. Dirty thoughts in your water. And it goes through your spirit, which filters it and utilizes the source to get rid of all the dirt out of this idea and then bring out clarity, right? So you got dirty water comes in through your spirit, comes to your mind, and your mind is like, oh, you know what? Let's send it over to the spirit and let it, that spirit send it over to its spiritual bank and let me use the knowledge of the most high to come up with a clear conclusion but do we actually do that or do we like you know what i got it i'm gonna use my own self right i have a mind i have a brain i have perceptions and i have knowledge so i'm gonna take 
this thing that's happening, and I'm gonna dissect it with only my ability, right? I'm not going to use any wisdom whatsoever. I'm just gonna use knowledge and perception. So you take it and you dissect it. So you're like, well, okay, he acted like me, he acted or she acted like with me this way, so she or he must mean this, because he or she did this before, and that's how it happened. And I remember in history, when I read in a history book, this and this happened, therefore that happened. So this must mean, you start to come up with a 10, 20, 30 possible things. But what if you didn't dissect it, which means it didn't go through your knowledge bank and your perceptions. It literally went through that filtration function I was talking about. It went through your wise self, your true self, and you literally got that, you utilized the lessons, because what I said, I said, um, over time, your lessons will lessen your mental burden over time. Your lessons, L-S-O-N, L-S-S-O-N, will lessen, L-E-S-S-E-N, your mental burden over time because you don't necessarily need to dissect everything anymore. You automatically understand things off rip. So you're like, how do I automatically understand things off rip? Well, some things you just know that this person is suffering. This person needs attention. You know, this person needs my love. You know what I mean? Like, when you could, like, literally come up with one-liners to explain where somebody is coming from because you truly understand and you're not dissecting it and coming up with a bunch of ideas of why they did this to you. Sometimes it's basic as, oh, they're just another human being. The most one that I found to be the most compassionate response when my spirit operates is that, I, I was there too. I've been there before. I mean, that's the wisest thing you can ever say. That's what the old heads, you know, the old heads, that's what they tell young, young bucks, you know. When I was a kid, I went through this before. And that's why old heads, by that I mean the elders, are able to give great wisdom, is because they don't get their wisdom from as much as like, all the things like they, you know, a really wise old man is not gonna tell you like what to do, but as much as the experience. And there's something about our brains that you could tell somebody's story and our, I don't know what this is, is but our insight will direct the lesson, will take the lesson out from the story and we'll be able to understand. For some reason, our, our mind or our soul does that, right? Our intuition does that, that it could literally strip a lesson from a from a story. You ever watch the movie and you just like, bruh, oh, I'm actually learning something. So we do that, right? So that's why old heads tell you, I've been there before, okay? So to recap, we don't dissect things right when they come at us because if we dissect them, we're using our perception tools to cut things open so we could figure out the scientific reason for it and do a whole experiment when sometimes we don't need a scientific reason. We just need faith and forgiveness. We just need understanding and clarity. So that's why instead of dissecting things, you don't get clarity by breaking things open and seeing everything that's inside of them. You're going to leave more confused than you did woke. Trying to understand gets you more confused than to be woke. Trying not to understand, well, 
trying not to understand, you're gonna still try to do something. So the idea is to just let it be. Right when it arises, don't try to dissect it. Unless this is life or death, which I won't even have to tell you not to do it, right? But how many things you dissect that are actually life or death? We don't need to dissect life or death things either because our brain does it within seconds. That's quick dissection. Bus is coming, move the hell out the way. You know, I don't have time to overthink. Well, what if I go this way and go that way and go that way? What do you do? You just move out the way. So remember what I said? Don't overthink right away. Let it go over your head, then think it over so that you don't have to overthink. That, that is because the urgent things, you don't need to be overthinking. The non-urgent things, you don't need to be overthinking. So when do you need to overthink? Never, right? Overthinking is never necessary. Thinking is, but overthinking never is. Because when you think you need to do it, you don't need to do it. When you think you don't need to do it, you're doing it. <laughs> Because you're thinking, okay? So I say all of that to say, if you're overthinking, let it go over your head, and then later on, think it over, and then come up with the best conclusion, right? But there's, I'm, I need to make another podcast on how to think it over uh, with a non-biased approach or uh, uh, without cognitive distortions, which means you could be making up a lot of lies about things because you believe that that will make you feel better, but it's really not. So you come up with lies to justify things. And, you know, it's one thing to come up with lies to justify, justify things because you want to look good in the eyes of others. I mean, it's one thing. I mean, what am, who am I to say, hey, don't do that? I do it, right? We all do it. It's one thing to do that. But when you have to justify things and make up lies to look good in yourself, then who, who are you staring wrong here? I mean, you're not going to lie to you, right? I mean, you know you the most. So you can't possibly make, you can't give your, you can't make yourself feel better about yourself by lying to yourself. The only way of feeling good is telling yourself the truth, is facing the truth head on. But you said the truth is causing me too much headache. I can't handle all the truth. I can't handle the truth, Ed. Uh, okay, maybe we're going to spoon feed you the truth, right? Let's feed spoon ourselves the truth. If we can't handle it all at once, maybe little by little, we'll be able to handle it. They say, okay, I can try feed spooning myself the truth. So how do I speed food? Well, maybe start to get around truth. When I gain more strength, to share my story and be more open when I saw that other people were more open and shared their story, right? So the truths that I've been able to share did not come out of um, my only courage, but it came from the, the courage of everyone that ever shared anything about themselves. So I've managed to gain courage off of other people's courage. Courage meaning off the heart that's why you gain courage when somebody is truthful and shares off the heart. So I can, maybe some of this stuff is giving you courage right now because I am speaking from the heart, right? Because my intention, like I said, is only to help you become better as I become better myself, right? My intention is, isn't to get anything from you. It's literally to serve and protect you. 
right? Just as I work to serve and protect my mental wellness or my holistic health and wellness, right? So when we get to that point, we're gonna feel like we're more in purpose, right? Because the purpose of life is to share us, right? It's like God put us on this planet and it was like, let's create a man, let's create a human being, right? The purpose of that is to share God on earth. God on earth. God wanted to be in earth. So you're like, well, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not God. It's like, hey, who you being? What are you talking about? This is blasphemy. I'm like, okay, let's backtrack a little bit. I'm not saying you're a god or the god. I'm saying you got a god within you, right? And and if you don't believe me, like I said, don't overthink this, but let it go over your head. Like I said, think it over later, and then come back to me, right? And then come to your own conclusion. So I say that to say is God wanted to share a piece of himself on earth. So which means he's within you. The kingdom of God is within you, which means you're an image of God right here. And you're like, oh, this is cool. So you're like, okay, what's my purpose then? I just told you, your image of God on here. What did God do? God said, okay, I want to. Put my, I want to put an image on me on earth to serve and protect the earth I created. So now you must serve and protect because that's what God did. You know, you don't have to follow. Everybody's looking for a savior. Just follow the source. Follow the main point, right? They say that, and I'm going to mention these out. Don't let these get you out of there because you don't believe them. Just hear it, like I said, let it go over your head. You got the Buddha, you got Jesus, you have multiple figures, right? And everybody seems to wanna like, okay, see them and worship them and say, these people are great. But everybody seems to forget that all of these are actually human as well. They're divine and human based on the religion that they're in, right? So you're like, oh, so Jesus was human, but Jesus is God. I'm human. Buddha, right? We're just taking information from these different sources and we're trying to see, okay, so what is all this trying to communicate with me? Oh, I can be like Jesus. I can literally serve and protect. Isn't that what he did? And you're like, Okay, what's my purpose? And you're like, okay, oh God, what's my purpose, God? You know, what's my purpose? God is like, didn't I show you? Did didn't I show you? And then you're like, uh, what what's my purpose? Serve and protect. And you're like, okay, with what though? You're like, Jesus used parables, he can talk. You're like, with what though? For instance, me, I'm speaking to you right now, right? So this is a gift that I had to discover. Little did you know, I didn't speak till I was like four or five years old, or maybe younger than that, or three or something. But either ways, I was mute till I was a toddler or something. So this tells you that it doesn't matter where you start. I didn't even speak English 10 years ago, right? It doesn't matter where you start. And it's not about where you're gonna finish. So everybody's thinking about start and finish because that's the world we live in. We, we start somewhere and everything finishes because from humans, 
we only have the concept of birth and death. We don't have the concept of infinity. You know, God has an infinite concept. Why do we have concept of only life and death, birth and death? Well, because we only know life experience based on our experience of life. So we only know the experience of life based on our individual experience of it. So we only know life or death because we only know when we're born and we don't even know when we're gonna die. We just know that we're no longer will exist. So how do we know the beginning and the end? Somebody said, what's the difference between birth and death? Birth and death is your origin and your departure. Life, I mean, uh, beginning, and beginning and end, or the beginning and the end, or the start and the finish, is infinite because who knows when the start is, who knows when the finish. Who knows if there's even a start and finish. When you was a kid, you was like, think about God. And you're like, how can God live forever? That used to trip me out. Just like worshiping God forever in heaven seemed to be trippy because I thought that was going to be very boring. Uh, I also thought it was very trippy to live, live forever. I was like, does God ever get bored? I was like, how is it like to live forever? I mean, forever, ever? Forever, ever, ever, ever? I'm like, that's kind of crazy. I couldn't grasp that concept. Our human brains are not meant to grasp it because we think in human. But what if we thought that we never died and we always lived? Like, yo, my ancestors literally live within my own DNA. Then that way we would start to see ourselves greater than we are and our purpose would mean more. And we wouldn't live in fear of our death. We wouldn't leave, live in fear because of our transition as spiritual beings from this world to another. We wouldn't live in prison because we believe that this is all the life we have to live. We will live truly free because we understand that we're limitless, that we are gods. And it would be like, wow. So I will create a purpose on this earth and I'll ensure that this purpose continues even when I depart. I will ensure that my purpose continues in this world even when I depart. That's legacy. That's when you realize you're not just a body, you're actually a spirit who lives in the body. And at the departure of your body, your spirit lives on through your works. So serve and protect because your service will continue to serve. Even though your body is not protected, your spirit is protected. Because we're not physical beings having spiritual experiences when we meditate, but we're spiritual beings having physical experiences. And when we meditate, we get in touch with that spirit. So that's why we have to meditate more, pray more, connect more with the creator, be more in touch with the word. Don't use the word as tools to dissect, but as filters so that way you can filter out the things and you're not dissecting everything right because when we dissect everything we get stuck to our beliefs and we can't see the truth so let's say all your life you've been told a lie and you only use that lie to dissect truths so every truth looks like a lie so you become a lie because the devil is a lie my friend <laughs> So the, the idea is if you've been told lies and you use your lies as a basic to dissect truth, then are you ever going to experience truth? 
So don't use these information as ways to dissect things, but use them as a foundation so you can be more wise, so you can filter things out rather than dissect everything. If you can hear my voice, you're tuning in to the Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation Podcast. And I want to thank you for taking the initiative to grow holistically and invite you to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you. You know, that's the message of the day. Every day you can consciously create your purpose. Every day live with purpose. I'd give you a review, but the review would be a little bit lengthy, but we won't make it lengthy. So let me review it for you right quick. I said in the beginning, every Monday, Mondays can be detrimental for people. A lot of people have heart attacks on Mondays because they're going to work. And they're like, why do I have to go to work? What's the purpose of this? What's the purpose of my life? I don't really know. I just do the same thing day in, day out. So you feel really bad. And the way out of that is realizing that your purpose is not just to do. You don't go to the job as a waiter, a waitress, and just serve the food and life to get paid. But in your life, become a server. You got to go to nourish the souls of the people that you deal with and serve a purpose by serving a need and protecting a mission. So by serving and protecting, you're creating your purpose. So you can literally switch whatever you're doing right now. It could be your job. You can literally, have, you could put purpose in there because anything you could do in it, you could serve and protect. Even when the mission of whoever you're working for is not worth protecting. But you can let that be a stepping stone for your own mission. And you don't have to be in a corporation to have that. You can have that for yourself as a being. You can apply it in your life personally as you apply unto others. Do unto yourself as you do unto others. So to serve and protect yourself means serving and protecting your mental wellness. Serving and protecting your best state of being. That's what I meant by that. And that to serve and protect others is to be at the best interest of every other person you meet. Not just the people that do business with you. The people you do business with. The people who won't ever do business with you because they don't have any money. Whoever they are, you must serve and protect them. That's really when we live up to our true purpose as beings. Evil, evil is not part of the purpose. Trust me, evil is not. Evil is actually against it. So we want to do that. And then we want to understand that for purpose to occur, faith without works is done. Purpose without actions is not practice. Purpose without action is not practice. Purpose without action is common practice, but it's not the right practice. Purpose without action is not, is common practice, but it's not the right practice. And what I mean by that is we must start with intentions. So intention is setting the cell, setting the direction, setting the GPS of where you want to go. So you can do that by plan putting out what you want to accomplish. Those, those are goals, those are tasks, those are projects. Those can be ways of being, you know what I mean? Those can be states of minds. So it's not necessarily just accumulation of things. So get that one right. Intention is not 
direction for accumulation of tanks. It can be intention for direction as it relates to your life's experience. So you have intention and you have what I like to say, well, not what I like to say, but accountability. So intention and accountability, which the only way you can do that is by literally seeing what's happening. So you gotta look at the mental bank to see if you're depleted or if you're full. So I say just by being accountable, to account is to look. Because if you be accountable by looking at your bank account to make sure that you're not using it all, then you're gonna be urged to act. But accountability without action is procrastination. So you can look, but if you don't act on it, then you're just putting off for the future. And if you put off for the future, then you're gonna deplete all your money. And if all your money is depleted, then you no longer have something to put off. Then you lose all your money, which means you lost time that you could have used to fulfill your purpose. So you're like, what do I need to do? Well, I need to act. So action determines the results. So how do I act? What if I don't act? Well, you wanna keep yourself accountability. So have an action plan in your book that you can see and review, and you wanna compare the two experiences the pleasure of accomplishment and the pain of regret. The pleasure of accomplishment and the pain of regret. The pleasure of doing it and the pain of, do of not doing it. So you wanna use those emotions so that you can register how it feels like when you're disappointed. Not to dwell on the pleasure or the pain, but to use them, right? Using those, you're gonna know which ones you should focus on the most. And then now that leads to the action. And then after I said all of that, I stepped back and then I said, all of this, all of this is great. All of this is great. But it's very important that we don't just repeat the same cycle. We got to take out the time to reflect and redraft out a new plan if the plan never worked. So you found out your purpose in life. You set out the goals, you set out the plan. You set out the business model, but the business model seems to linger in its growth. And you're like, ah, I thought I was doing well, but I guess I'm really not. Sometimes we gotta, we literally have to go back. We gotta say, forget this battle. And you're like, I thought I was told to keep fighting till I win. You have to keep fighting till you win, but you don't have to fight every battle you don't have to fight the same battle till you win. I want you to hear this. You have to keep fighting till you win. It's a principle you hear all the time. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't surrender. You got to quit fighting till you, till you win. But here's the thing. You got to quit fighting till you win. But here's the thing. You don't have to win this battle. It, this is can be different from what you've heard. But like I said, don't let your beliefs becomes something you dissect every word that you hear with. I said that because guess what? You might be in a battle this season and you're like, yo, I got to win this fight. I got to win it. When in reality, you needed to say, I'm going to retreat. And you needed to go on a retreat. You needed to take some time to literally train your mind to not by not training your mind 
I said, there's two ways to train your mind. Build it up by going to the mental gym, but that's training your brain. But when you train your mind, you got to go to the spot and just do nothing. So to train your brain, feed it with words and knowledge and wisdom, mental exercises. But to train your mind, feed it with no words, with peace, and that's how you get clarity. So you're like, oh, so the goal is you don't have to fight this battle. You could go on a retreat, get yourself together. Now you'll be better for the next battle. And somebody said, well, if I left the battle, does that mean I lost the war? Well, guess what? I want to let you know a secret. Come on, come close to the screen. Come on, right, Corey. There is no battle. The battle you're fighting is within yourself. So you are your enemy. Even circumstances or city structures or old racist laws, these things are actually fights. But the major fight is the fight within. And that battle doesn't have to be a fight. So you're like, oh, right. So this is more internal conflict. Exactly. I guarantee you, your internal conflicts are holding you back way more than your external ones. It's 100% true. And even your external conflicts that are seem to be holding you back are only holding you back because your internal ones. So you got to work the inside out. It's not an outside in work. It's an inside out out work alright so let's end it here that was the review I hope any of this I said make any sense to you so my goal is to flow in the podcast which I do daily it's just to flow it's just to allow you to see things from a different point of view and I hope when I talked about overthinking when I talked about all of these different subjects that any of them clicked for you you know what I mean? My thing is not to just, like, yo, this is what to do, this is what to do. I do this every day. I mean, how many things I could tell you what to do, right? And I'm not a guru, right? I'm not a guru. I'm just, I'm just a communicator, and I'm a mediator, as we all are, communicators and mediators. And we all have that God intuition feature, feature to just download that filtration function so we could filter our experiences and see them better in front of our mind's eye rather than see the uh, the hell of life. We can see the heaven that resides in the peace of our minds. Rather than see the hell of our societal structure, we can see the peace of our internal structure, right? Because we can literally understand that our lives is really based upon our mental experience and that is not to at all and I am not adding I, I'm not at all I am not lessening all the crazy thing that's going on in the world I'm not but guess what I want to help you in the front line of your mental infantry right you say the infantry is the infantry um the front lines. So you have the battle, which is there's a fight in the world, right? We all know it. There's fight. 
but we're only in the front line in our mental fight more than we are in the physical. You can walk outside and you might be in the front line of something that shouldn't happen, but you can just wake up and walk in the front line. You just can't get away from your mind. All I'm not saying is you can shut off your social media. You can stop watching something. You can hide in your room, but you can't hide from your mind. So that's where we got to work the most. It's not the only place, but it's a good start. And I'm starting with you there. And that's my message, and I'm sticking to it. It's the holistic motivator. I stayed here way longer than I usually do, 52 minutes to be exact. But I did not regret being here with you and serving you. Once again, thank you all for watching. I kindly do invite you specifically, let's see who's watching, to go to my page. It's T-H-E, Holistic Motivator. The Holistic Motivator, pleasure to serve you. The Holistic Motivator, it's on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. I'm going to be putting out a lot of content. I'm going to be, I am being more creative because I'm allowing things to flow through me and out of me so that I can serve and protect as my purpose is here on the planet. And I'll be posting great content along the lines of holistic health and wellness. And I want you to tune in every, whenever you feel like it, right? That's my message. I'm sticking to it. Remember, you have unlimited power in you to become the greatest version of yourself. Start with your belief. Work on it. Work on it. Don't keep dimming your light. Some people are like, yo, I'm not able to do anything. I'm weak. You're not weak. You're literally a piece of God. So do your thing. Peace. I want to remind you that you have unlimited power within you to achieve whatever it is that you want and to construct the person you want to be. But first, you must believe it in order to achieve it. And until that happens, the world will forever miss your talents your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Thank you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of review. Until next time, remain in your unlimited power. <laughs>